0: Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Moncone. For the last six years, Taipei-based community group The Red Room has served as something of a focal point for creative types here in Taiwan with its popular series of performance events. Some of them open mic, some invite only, all of them featuring performances of pretty much every variety imaginable. The one thing The Red Room hasn't had over this time, though, is an actual room to call its own. They've been renting out the various spaces they've needed, which has meant that while they've managed to foster a strong sense of community among participants, there was never a place you could point to and say, that is the Red Room. That changed recently, though. They made the move to a new space in the former Taiwan Air Force Command Center in Taipei, uh, which has now turned into a cultural park. They say they've got big plans for how they're going to use this space. They're also as it happens, preparing a big event to celebrate their sixth anniversary this weekend. Clearly, this is a group with a lot going on, so I made a trip down to their new place to speak with Red Room curator Manav Mehta and technical director Andrew Chow. And to start off our conversation, I asked Manav, what was the motivation behind this group when it got started six years ago? I think one of
1: the things is the fact that uh, most of our family members and friends, you know, we all grew up here in Taipei. And Taiwan as a whole is not known as a um, artistic hub of any sort yet, and it's on the rise. And I think the fact that we get to be a part of it is great and beautiful, and that's kind of what's setting our goals for us. So we want to create a, we want to help
0: foster a creative
1: platform for artists of all types, and that's what's been keeping us going.
0: Right, and uh, when you say artists of all types, uh, one of the key things, at least uh, my understanding is, one of the key things that you guys are focusing on is uh, making kind of a bridge between some of those types of artists, whether they be you know different age groups, different ethnicities, local, expat, uh, and that, that's something that you guys have really focused on as well.
1: Most definitely. I think a good example to... To state now, with what you just said, is that our gallery event, now running on a monthly basis with this new space, now that we have all space to hang stuff on and keep them there, our event in Chinese is called 中西对话, and it might change in title soon, however we found it appropriate initially, and 中西对话 itself is a bit of a pun, and it's also incorporating East and West, and so that's an example of how, yeah, it is a bridge, we're trying to get foreign artists and local artists to collaborate, and uh, it doesn't happen enough, so if we can be a part of that, that's, that's good for us, and good for them.
0: And so uh, the premiere event that you guys have is largely uh, open mic night. And, and, and so would it be correct to say that really one of the main things that you're bringing to it is uh, kind of a community that makes an audience? Because, you know, if you're a performer, of course, you need an audience. You can't just perform to a wall. Uh, and one of the most striking things about a uh, Red Room event is the audience and how supportive they are. Uh, so is that something that you guys have really been focusing on this whole time? Um. No. Uh,
1: it has not been something we concentrated on. We've never actually put on public ads for the first three or four years. And so we were just we kind of reflecting. We realized, wow, you know, Red Room Events, Stage Time and Wine in particular, seems to have its own filter. And um, so we've been really grateful for that. Most of this has been word of mouth. That's how the words got, words got around, and it just seems to attract the right people. So we've been really fortunate to be part of this group and the community we're attracting, the people that are coming in, They appreciate and respect the performers, the participants, the audience, and those who run it.
0: And that's been, again, something we're really fortunate for. So you kept this going for six years. Uh, Now you got this new space. Uh, It's looking great. And uh, one of the nice things about it is that it's uh, open six days out of the week, so people can kind of drop in throughout the week. Uh, It's also going to let you do a a number of new events that you weren't able to do before uh, beyond the uh, more typical Uh, open mic nights that you have been doing Uh, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on just a a sense of what are all these new things that you're going to be able to do here Say Some and Wine is our open mic we're keeping that going Um, now we're opening it up to more theater
1: troops and theater groups so Red Room Radio Redux now kind of happens a little more often uh, thanks to a little more resources Allswell Theater run by Andrew Chow and Ting now they have the resources to kind of facilitate that theater group now we can run live music nights as well And we also run a gallery, and um, I think we're trying to open our doors up to collaborations with third-party organizations. So, if their mission statement goes along with ours, uh, hoping to run a Red Room International Village, which is a title that's been placed upon us now that we're in the Air Force Base, I think we have a pretty high responsibility to keep it diverse and keep it running with a lot of culturally inclined and artistically inclined programs. So... Man, I think the list is never-ending. But for now, we have, like I said, theater,
0: music, art, and uh, poetry. So getting to kind of that mission statement that you were talking about a second ago, uh, would you say that this new space is uh, changing that mission statement in any way, or is it just kind of an addition to it? Is it uh, giving you the ability to do more than you could before?
2: I feel like it's an explosion of possibilities. Um, Having this new location, having this, this, uh, this home base really gives you a sense of orbit like people can come down and define you and you you have a place where um, where everything can stay and everything can be displayed in some sense you have an easy way of keeping track of what's going what's happening through the activities that are happening around us and through us and through the events that we're running
0: so it sounds like what you guys are really aiming at is kind of a cultural hub in a way you know where people from many different backgrounds and interested in many different things can uh, come together and, and and work in one place can you talk a little bit about uh, more broadly wh- what is that? Uh, what is a place like that? What is its role in Taiwan? Do you think that this is uh, something that is really uh, scratching an itch that Taiwan has?
2: I think that um, Taiwan is facing a crossroads where it does want to have some more. Um, international things happening, and culturally speaking, um, business is already happening. However, in some sense, like it's very clear that you know they they enjoy things from outside, but at the same time, they're also very proud of who they are. The Taiwanese people are very proud of who they are as a people and as a culture. But you know, that being said. It it doesn't really they uh, there has been a bit of a lack of um, interconnection or like a cross pollination and and on the on the ground level on the greater level of course you have famous artists doing that all the time but in terms of like the individual level uh, the the piece and blocks that make up a community that's not happening as much right now however I think that you know given the opportunity given the given the the platform that the red room is. And our, our nature of uh, internationalism and our nature of cross-culturalism, I feel that that's going to be a really good opportunity for that to happen.
0: And uh, Manav, uh, would you also agree with that? Most
1: definitely. Um, for example, there's not much busking in Taiwan. You know, and I, It's not because there aren't enough artists or musicians or performers. It's because it's just not something the common demographic is interested in. And if it is something they're interested in, they're not exposed to it often enough. And if they are exposed to it, they don't give back. You know, you're not going to make a penny busking on the streets of Taipei. And I think that's just an example of the culture. It's not something bad. It's just something that I think more people can be exposed to and kind of learn from and learn with and grow with. And so the Red Room, I feel, hopefully, you know, we're providing this. I mean, we've gained a lot of support. Open mics in Taipei that have opened in the past did not last more than six months to eight months. We're going on our sixth year. I think the very, very fact that we're running means that we're creating a more safe environment for people to come in. Because, you know, insecurities are at high levels, especially with your art. But if you're welcomed, you're given a hug, a good smile, and encouragement, and positive criticism as a whole, with every member that's involved, you know, team member, uh, volunteer, participant, performer, if that's the kind of, if those are the kind of people you're with all the time, um, and they're bilingual, trilingual that's like that's rare you know and i think we're on the rise with something too
0: and that's kind of a a high bar that you guys have set for yourself uh bringing such a diverse uh community together i mean icrt faces a similar set of challenges just in that you know there's language barriers there's uh, background barriers people are coming at things from uh, very different angles Uh, So making them all feel comfortable coming into one place and performing for one another, uh, that's a tricky thing to do. Uh, But you're probably uh, as well positioned as anyone to do this, given the fact that uh, the two of you both grew up in Taiwan and you kind of have that cross-cultural background. So I'm kind of curious on your thoughts of, you know, what is it going to take to uh, make this place a a place where it feels relevant to everybody and feels safe uh, for, you know, a very diverse set of people?
2: I think... um one of the, the key philosophies that really can explain that that we have was the whole culture of listening was the idea that, you know, everyone is going to be unique and has a different perspective. And that all deserves to have at least um, a platform where that can be expressed and not so much that so that it's, it, it could be it could just be there, but that someone is on the opposite side to hear it. You know the most ancient thing is that theater doesn't work unless there's an audience. You know, it, and there's always going to be an audience. It's just a matter of if that audience is paying attention or listening. But the idea of opening this, in some sense, I guess a I don't want to I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but like a, a kind of a sanctuary where you're safe when you walk in here, and um, it doesn't matter who you are, you're seeing on the, in the audience. You you go up there, you have what you have ready. If, even if it's not ready, and they're going to be listening to you, they're going to give you the two cents, and so you're inclined to not waste their time. You want to make it something that is special, that makes them feel special, the same way that you know you are different in that sense. And um, I guess culturally, it's it's we're coming we're, we live in a very shy culture in Taiwan. People are very much to themselves or to the family, and um, it's it's very easy to be to want to be just part of a whole and just, you know, be part of that group. And there's nothing wrong with that. But to have the opportunity, you know, to stand up in front of a group or to have that opportunity to, uh, to let something out in a creative way, I think is much, much more beneficial than to not have one at all. and I mean, quite obviously. But, you know, to, to really to, to foster that environment or to, to support that need.
1: I'd like to add on, if I may, about... Um question you had asked earlier that Andrew answered very well and I think one thing that he's not going to mention and we should is the fact that we we hope to create this you said we set the bar high right and we didn't set this bar I think it just so happens the prime example is that Andrew's mother and my mother have been in Taiwan for over 28 years and they're both expatriates and they've both given to their local community and city um, I think overall island for a long long time and they've done it with a lot of passion And before we were even around, they were doing very, very culturally active and artistically inclined projects to interact with people. And in a way, very subtle way, they've kind of planted the seed and we're kind of acting it out, which I think is beautiful because they're still around, strong presence, strong sense of support, and they're very much involved in this. And to represent that diversity, you're looking at an Indian who grew up in Taiwan and went through a local elementary Chinese school. You're looking at a you know half American, half Cantonese boy who also went through the local education here in Taipei, Taiwan, and yet we you know grew up with a lot of Americans, Germans, Swedish. Uh, I mean, all demographic expatriates. So I think we're trying to learn ourselves. We're quite young and working at this, and we're working with people of all ages and you know all backgrounds. And I think representing that that we're growing with everyone on board. We don't, that's kind of why to answer your question on purpose or like what our goals are, I think we're kind of figuring it out as we go. And that's part of the creative process, right? You you get a project, you work on it, and then you go to the next one. Hopefully we can make it a sustainable one. And that's what we're aiming to do. But yeah, I think it's, it's important to note that people helping to facilitate and mediate this whole program are very, I mean, very unique backgrounds, very unique uh, overall, I think.
0: All right, cool. So that was kind of a bird's-eye view of what this group is about and uh, where you guys are hoping to kind of head with all this. But uh, you guys have some fun stuff in the works just this Saturday as well. You're actually uh, throwing a bit of a party, a bit of a a festival even, you're calling it, uh, this Saturday to celebrate the sixth anniversary. And you're calling it the Renaissance Festival. It's going to have a whole bunch of interactive events involving theater, uh, music. You guys are going to have some food stuff going on as well. So... uh, Tell us a little bit what you have planned. Well, food stuff is definitely the selling point, always. Um, but
1: Red Room's been running for six years. So on November 21st, we'll be um, celebrating the presence of all the previous um, partnering organizations, artists, musicians. And um, this would be you know, a platform for all of them to kind of bring what they've got. And let's just open our doors to everyone. And the reason why it's a renaissance festival or it's titled that way is because we are in an old abandoned air force base in the heart of Taipei City. And Red Room's always been very strong in the creative arts. And so we want to kind of just embrace that revival. And so this big festival is in its own way a revival of the arts with where we are. So full day, it's from 11 to 9. Outside, we're going to have a massive big old truck. And it's going to host up to 12 live music bands. Um, as well next to that stage we'll have about 25 tents those tents will consist of handicraft booths charitable causes food and beverage and um, interactive activities we're also going to have up to 12 different portrait sketchers and people who are painting you know what they see around them so i think it'll be very free very light very fun and all the while indoors at the actual red room space we'll be having three different uh, performances going on stage time and juice our you know, child-friendly counterpart to Stage Time and Wine. And Allswell Theater Group, a uh, newly formed troupe here at Red Room, will be performing and showcasing their many original scripts. And also Red Room Radio Redux will also have a showcase. So that's all going on from 11 to 9, November 21st.
0: Hope to see you there. All right, and folks can learn more about that at redroom.com.tw or on their Facebook page. We have been speaking today to Manav Mehta and Andrew Chow. Thank you both so much for uh, speaking with us today. Thank you, Keith, and thank you, ICRT, for having us.
2: Yes, thank you all very much.
0: This has been another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. Tune in next time as ICRT brings you more interviews from and about Taiwan. For ICRT, I'm Keith Manconi.